Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Many of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve, and if we don't live up to these expectations, we're so hard on ourselves. We have an incredible tendency to compare ourselves to other people, and if we don't live up to these imaginary lines of success that we've created in our heads, then we suffer. But in this podcast, I want to share an alternative, something else we can do instead of suffering. And it's a lesson we can all learn from my six-year-old daughter. Last week at her school, for her kindergarten class, they had an award ceremony for kids reading books throughout the year. We've been at this school for several years, and my son has won the medal every year because when they're younger, they automatically get to win the medals, but when they get older, then they break it up into gold, silver, and bronze. But for some reason, this year, they decided to have the kindergartners be competitive too. What a world we live in. Now, my daughter loves to read. She may be in kindergarten, but she loves books. She takes after her mom and dad. How the school decided this year to give out gold medals for kindergartners was to divide them up into how many books they read based upon sheets of paper they turned in. It wasn't based upon what they read. It was based upon sheets of paper. Now, my wife and I, unfortunately, just weren't aware of this, and we didn't hand in all the papers throughout the year. In the past, every kindergartner just got a gold medal. But this year, as I said, they changed the rules. My daughter definitely read way more than enough to get a gold medal, but the paperwork hadn't been handed in by my wife and I. So I arrive at the medal ceremony to watch my daughter get her medal. And what they do is they call up the kids first who won a bronze medal. My daughter was part of this group, and there weren't very many of them. Apparently, the other parents had caught on to this competition, and my wife and I just hadn't. So when she went up there to get her bronze medal, there were only a few kids who got a bronze. Then silvers went next, and finally golds, and almost all the kids were gold medalists. My wife and I didn't care which medal she got, because we knew she loved reading, and she loved school, and that's what's important to us. But what I did is, I watched my daughter, and because she is still in kindergarten, when she got her medal, she was so excited, and she sat down and showed it to all her friends, when they came back for their silver and golds, she remained equally excited. She wasn't comparing or contrasting herself to all the other kindergartners. She was just excited to do what she had done and to win what she had won. And there's a lesson here for all of us. In life, the second we start comparing ourselves to other people, there's a potential for us to suffer because we don't always win the gold medal of life. None of us do. We have failures. We have setbacks. And if we compare and contrast ourselves to other people, we will suffer. No matter how successful we are, there will always be someone more successful. Let me give an example of this. I work with people that have two homes, sometimes three. And what they do is that they have a home, say, on the beach, and it's a very nice home. They don't compare their homes to you and ours, they compare their homes to other people on the same street that have even nicer homes, or they compare themselves to people that may have two homes when they have one, or if they have two homes, they can compare themselves to people who have three homes. On and on it goes. 
If we compare ourselves to other people, we are going to suffer. And to be happy, we have to stop doing that. The great wisdom of my daughter is she wasn't comparing. She was just excited for what she had gotten. And all she did was celebrate her excitement. We can do the same. Any of us can. Let's say, for example, after we finished our primary and secondary school, we didn't get to go on to university and we had to stop our education. Many people have to do that. It's okay. Let's celebrate what we do have. Our children, our jobs, our friends, our memories. All we have to do is focus on what we have in our life and live it to the fullest and we will have a beautiful life because every life is beautiful. But the second we start comparing and contrasting our lives to others, there will be suffering. Even if we win today, tomorrow we may lose. There's always that potential of, I may be on top now, but I may not always be. Better not to play that game, that comparison game, and just enjoy and celebrate our own lives. It's way better, and it's really one of the key components of happiness. And to stop the comparison game, we need to do two things. First, we have to buy into the fact that comparing ourselves to other people isn't good for us, and it will cause suffering. Sooner or later, we're going to lose. Wouldn't it be better just to do what we do for the love of it and not in order to win or lose? Not that we can't do competitive things, but even that we do for the fun of it. And if we lose, we just keep a smile on our face and say, Hey, I had a great time doing this, whether I won or lost. As long as we need our self-esteem to be validated externally, we are going to suffer. And that's why we get into the comparison game, because we want others to think highly of us. But no matter how highly others think of us, it's really not going to make any difference. And it's not hard to prove that. Just look at famous people, successful people. Are they happier? Often not. They still commit suicide. They still do very self-destructive things. So if everyone loving us makes us happy, all successful people, all famous people should be happy. And of course they're not. Graduating from Harvard, being a CEO of a company, being a famous movie star doesn't work. It never will. It never has. It's better to do what we love for just the love of it because we're passionate about doing it and really just being unconcerned about what other people think about us, particularly in regards to how successful we are because the success game can change in a heartbeat. So if, like me, you believe that success, achievement, comparison aren't good for us, then what do we do? How do we make sure we don't compare and contrast? The key is awareness. We get conditioned at a very young age to compare and contrast. You can see it already setting up for the kindergartners in my daughter's class. It starts very young. So we have to uncondition ourselves. We have to recondition ourselves. And the way we do that is through awareness. When we're going through our day, watch our thoughts. Watch how often we compare ourselves to another person. Is she more beautiful? 
Do they have a nicer car? They have a nicer home. Oh, they have more degrees, more money. Fill in the blank. It goes on and on and on. But if we become aware of our thoughts, then what we can do is change them. For example, let's say we're driving our car. And whatever car we have, let's say a, in quotes, nicer car, drives by. We can look at it, we can be envious, or we can just say, hmm, nice car, and then get back to driving. Our minds can only be on one thing at a time. So we focus on something else besides comparing and contrasting and creating a story like, oh, they have such a nice car compared to what I have. I wish I had that car. They must be so blessed, etc. On and on it goes. Instead, if we listen to the music, we talk to someone in the car, if we distract our thoughts to something else, then that comparison and contrasting will get less. It will get quieter. But the other thing we have to be careful of is other people. Other people play this game, and some play it really hard. So for around people, that are looking down at us because of our, in quotes, failures in their eyes, or they're always talking about other people or their own successes as so wonderful, it's probably not best to be around them. They're kind of like drug addicts. Would we really want to hang around with drug addicts? Probably not. And there is an addiction towards the comparison game. Lots of people get involved with it. One of my best friends drives a very old truck even though he does well financially, he's very non-pretentious, and why he's one of my better friends. Have friends that don't do the game of comparing and contrasting. Or if you're around people that are doing it, just change the subject or walk away. Have boundaries about this game, and you'll find that you'll participate in it less, you'll be less aware of it, and life will become much easier and it will flow much better. So like my daughter, let's celebrate the bronze medal that we get in life, no matter how often we keep getting them. Bronzes are good too. Anything is good. Just living is worth celebrating. Thanks for joining me this week. If you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Or if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is drpuff at cox.net. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast. And it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment. Investment in training employees how to perform well. 
but sustained growth and productivity require specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace, but for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling and coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general, I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings.